Hello, dear listeners. It's that time again when we stroll through the paths of ambition, desire, and success. Welcome to the Dare to Declare podcast, where we explore the enchanting world of giant manifestors who've turned their visions and goals into the stuff of legends. I couldn't help but wonder, how do some people create the lives they've always dreamed of? Is it the magic of manifesting, the power of perseverance, or perhaps just a dash of serendipity? Well, dear friends, grab your coffee cups because we're about to spill the tea on fascinating journeys of those who dare to dream big and make it happen. Join me as we sip on success stories and ponder the ever-enticing question, can we all manifest our dreams into reality or is it just an urban fairy tale? I'm your host, Debbie Sluice, and I'm here to guide you through the labyrinth of achievement with heart and soul. Ready to dare to declare? Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dare to Declare podcast. I am so pumped to have Rebecca Whitman here. As I said to her this morning, uh, this morning I woke up excited because I've been on her podcast, which is Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant podcast, and it was such an amazing experience. So I'm so glad that she's decided to reciprocate and come on and share her most extraordinary self with all of you. So a little bit about her, she is a success mentor. She's a graduate with honors from Princeton University and the author of international best-selling books. So the one we're gonna really focus on today is how to make a six-figure income working part-time. And she's elected, uh, sorry, she was selected as a life coach by the year of International Association of Top Professionals. And she hopes, host, sorry, one of the top 5% globally ranked, as I said, balanced, beautiful and abundant podcast. So we're going to dive in and hopefully she'll share a bit about her philosophy, which divides life into seven pillars of abundance, which includes spiritual, physical, emotional, romantic, mental, social, financial. And she helps people achieve balance within these seven areas so that they can experience more fun and freedom in life. She, in addition to her appearances as an expert on ABC, CBS, and has spoken at the Columbia University, and she's spoken on multiple podcasts. Now, this gets me really excited. She has shared virtual stages with great thought leaders such as Grant Cardone, Jack Canfield. You all know that I'm a Jack Canfield fan, um, and Les Brown. So welcome, Rebecca. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's so great to be here. Yeah. So let's dive right in. I, You've got this really beautiful, varied history of your career. And so this podcast is and showcases people who are giant manifestors. And that's what attracted to me to you right away. And I've been following you since we met on social media. And I'm really curious if you can share in the early years as you were starting your business, as you were growing, what were some of the pivotal decisions that played a significant role in your journey to success? Well, first of all, thank you for calling me a giant manifester. Um, I wasn't always a giant manifester. I, I discovered the law of attraction in 2003, and I started studying Abraham Hicks, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay. And I, I studied the law of attraction, and I began to change my internal dialogue and change my thoughts and then use affirmations. And before I knew it, I started to manifest. So it was it was definitely a long journey. Uh, I started my business in 2018. So that was, you know, 15 years after studying the law of attraction. So uh, one of my pivotal uh, moments, I would say, 
was even deciding to write a book. I was not intending to be a life coach or a podcaster or a thought leader. I was in LA to pursue acting. And on my dad's deathbed, he actually said, will you write a book? I think you have a very unique way that you're living life. And I think you should write a book. And a few months later, I was sitting across the desk from my financial planner. And he said, Rebecca, I know you had a really tough year emotionally. You lost your dad and you got divorced. But yet I'm looking at your financial portfolio and you're actually a millionaire this year. And I think you should teach women how you were so resilient. So that was a really pivotal moment because I became the most successful in my hardest year emotionally. Now, how does that even happen? It happens because of the law of attraction. It happens because I was very aware that I wanted to keep my vibration lover above. I wanted to stay positive, loving, high vibe, and not let those events take me under. So that was a, a very pivotal, pivotal moment. And I realized I'm not my, my feelings. I can feel the pain of loss and let it pass through me and still keep my vibration high and continue to manifest. Oh, that's extraordinary. Thank you for sharing that. And especially your story about your why and with your dad. And one of the things that I've been learning around how you change belief systems and spe specifically the paradigm as Bob Proctor talks about is two ways. One is with emotional impact and the other is through repetition of thought. And it sounds like you did both, but you really had that emotional impact that year and that supported you to make these crucial and beautiful decisions to change your life and to grow. It's amazing. You know, you've mentioned about your divorce uh, and then I also see this extraordinary relationship that you have. Yeah. So tell me about him and tell me a bit about I, I'm imagining since you now know the power of the law of attraction and manifestation, you must have manifested him. I, I'm, I'd love to hear that story. Yeah, that was a really great story. So when I was getting a divorce, my ex-husband said, you know, you're never going to meet anyone. You'll always be alone. You know, you've aged out of the dating market in L.A., and I was so determined to prove him wrong that I joined five uh, swiping sites. I hired a high-end matchmaker and I went on way too many dates to count and nobody worked out. I either liked them or they didn't like me or it just was a dud of a date. And I was really frustrated. And I decided to just take a 90-day dating detox. I was like, I'm not going to think about men talk about men have a conversation of more than two or three minutes with anyone i'm just really going to focus on my book launch party which was that month so i end up going to a party thrown by the owner of my gym and it's a backyard barbecue and of course i invited everyone at the party to my book launch party the following weekend and the only person that from the gym party that showed up at my book launch party was ben and there was a long line for me to sign books. And he waited in line with his book. And he said, I would like you to sign the book over dinner. And I was like, okay, this is six weeks into my 90 day dating detox. But what happened was I just cleared, cleared my vibration. I had a really negative 
belief system about men. And I was manifesting the bad dates over and over and over again. And when I just decided I'm just not even going to think about dating, I'm going to give myself 90 days off, six weeks into it, I manifested my soulmate. And it used to drive me crazy. Debbie would, would say, oh, well, true love happens when you're not looking for it. And I'm a hopeless romantic. And I was like, how can you not look for true love? It's what makes life so beautiful. And that's exactly what happened. I was not even thinking about it, just focused on my book. And I meet my soulmate. We got married on 12-21-21 at 12-21 p.m. because I love alignment. We got married on the beach in Malibu, and it was just such a beautiful, beautiful wedding. And my mom walked me down the aisle since my dad has passed, and it was wonderful. And it's been a really different kind of relationship. I used to be a drama addict. I thought I have drama, therefore I exist. And I thought that love and passion had to have pain. And this relationship has just been really beautiful and has such a nice flow. And it's very serene. So it's a totally different type of relationship. And I'm, I'm loving it. So I have so many people who I think the two things that they're looking for on their vision that they want to put on their vision board has to do with success, with, with financial success. And then the other would be companionship, love. And so what a beautiful testimonial in that the law of attraction is working, especially when we're not forcing it. And that what you did, it sounds like it's that you cleared space, mental space for the universe to move and conspire for you. It, that's, that's extraordinary. When you said that um, you learned that there doesn't need to be pain along with that, how do you feel that you, how do you think that you learned that? I'm, I'm curious, like, where did you, were you coached? Was it something that you and your partner had conversations about? I'm wondering about yeah, how I- you just, how you learned to have this new way of being as a, as a couple. That's a great question. I I hit a bottom. I realized this this uh relationship, the marriage that I was in was so painful and there was just so much fighting and bickering and criticism and it was toxic and I decided I'm never going to be around anyone, you know, male, female, friend, coworker that puts me down, that criticizes me. I'm just I'm not going to do it. Life is too short. And I have, I just hit a bottom on someone talking to me unkindly. And I decided even if I have to be single, it's okay. I just want to go where there's like loving, good vibe people and be around positive energy. I had just, my soul had just hit such a bottom with negativity. And, and I've had to walk away from female friendships that I had been friends with for 25 years when they became attacking and critical. I know you're from Canada, but there's been a lot of divisiveness in America with just politics and COVID and all the stuff. So, uh, and I don't believe everyone should agree with everyone either. That, that would be boring, but I just don't allow people in my world anymore that verbally attack me. And it was a decision I made out of pain. So my, one of my, I know you love Jack Canfield and Bob Proctor. I love Michael Beckwith and they're all kind of contemporaries. And he says that there's two ways to change. You're either 
uh, pushed by pain or pulled by a vision. And I think I know I was pushed by pain to make that decision to have like a zero tolerance policy for people talking unkindly to me. Yes, I agree. And I did not know the source of that quote. I, I, a hundred percent agree. It's what I see in my work all the time with people is that they get to a place where you got to, where it's just, I've had enough and that they set, you know, they, they put the stake in the ground and say, this is, you're not crossing this line anymore. And then some people stay there, however, and they just become angry and vengeful and others like yourself decide, no, there's got to be something better and then create a vision for what's possible. And so, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. Um, so I'm curious now, I want to switch gears a little bit about your book. So how to make six, six figure income working part time. Now, you're not talking about a side hustle, right? Like you're talking as in exchanging time for money that you would only need to work part time in order to, so that the rest of the time would be free time. Is, is that, is that how I understand that? It could be a side hustle or it could just be your, your main job. I, I'm a huge believer in having multiple streams of income. I actually have four businesses. Uh, couple of them are six figures, uh, but this business is more about how to create wealth with ease using the law of attraction. So you could apply it to use making a six or a seven figure income working part time. It's, it's the book where I outline my seven pillars of abundance. And the philosophy is when you have all seven key areas of life in alignment, you can be, do, or have anything you want. So that is that is the philosophy of the book. People think it's a business book and they're like, oh, I thought it was going to be like a financial game plan, but it's really how to live a life of of ease and grace and abundance using the law of attraction in, in seven areas of life. So you talk about the work life, that sweet spot aligning with the seven uh, key areas. And so I'm curious when you felt like you hit the jackpot with your work-life balance, is there a time where you realize, yes, this is it? Yeah, I, I think it was, um, I have been working as a director of admissions of a children's acting school for, you know, the past, I don't know, 20 years. I've worked at three children's acting schools and I really have enjoyed that career because I don't have kids of my own and I love the performing arts and I wish I could have pursued acting in a city like LA when I was a kid. So I love living vicariously through the kids. And I started making six figures in that job and I wasn't even expecting that. I just took this job because I wanted my days free so I could go audition for my own acting roles. And after I started studying the law of attraction, applying these principles, I started making six figures working part time in this job at the kids acting school. And I was like, oh, my God, the law of attraction is so powerful. And I felt that I had work life balance because during the day, the kids go to school. So I had my days free to work out, have lunch with friends. I'm a you know recovering uh, alcoholic, go to 12 step meetings study the law of attraction, 
uh, and I was like, this is amazing. I really feel like I've hit the jackpot with this, with work-life life balance. Now it is a little bit more challenging because I've added a couple different businesses to that. It's not just the kids acting school. I also am in the network marketing space and the coaching business and the podcast. And I also have some real estate investments that I own and manage. So yeah, now it's, now it's more of a dance uh, and it is, it can be challenging. And when I feel myself, you know, stepping over the line to burnout and getting drained and exhausted, I get to reel it back in and say, okay, I need to like get a, get a play day, get a massage, have lunch with a girlfriend, take a nap because I'm empowering women. That's my mission to go from burned out to balanced, beautiful and abundant. So I can't be burned out myself. I have to stay balanced, beautiful and abundant. So that is, that is something that I'm actually, you know, working on one day at a time myself right now. Yeah, I love how you described it as a dance. It, it's interesting. I worked in childcare for 30 plus years and with the educators in the playroom with the children, you, you know, who sometimes is be with, would be with the children, who would sometimes be with the parents if they were at the door greeting or giving messages and then someone else might be tidying up. It's this continual dance, as you said, it's fluid. So even as an individual, you've got your various uh, businesses. So I love that idea of of the dance versus the idea of balance. Balance feels like you're trying to aim for perfection to have, I think of it's teeter-totter where it has to be exactly yeah. parallel and or horizontal and, and just completely straight and perfect. So the dance feels, it could be sometimes fast, it can sometimes be slow, but you're constantly moving and in flow. So that, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so Thinking about, um, can you take us back to a time where you made a tiny tweak or strategy within your own life that just really blew your mind? Um, mm. What was it and, and how did that turn things around for you? Because you've been talking about these magical tweaks um, in, in your book. And so can you give us the details on how this, this game changer not only impacted your bank account, but also brought that, you know, that life is awesome type of vibe. Yeah. So I was sitting in my therapist's office in West LA and everything was so beautiful, like crystals and a fountain and a Buddha and she's burning bone, cooking bone broth and candles and everything was peaceful. And my ex-husband and I were fighting viciously and she stopped me and she said, Rebecca, what do you want? And a voice that was not my own came through me. And the voice said, I want a life of ease, grace, and spiritual dignity. And I knew in that moment that I had to get a divorce and that I would never again put looking good and ahead of feeling good. Because when I'm living a life of ease, grace, and spiritual dignity, I am in the flow. I am feeling good in my body. I am feeling comfortable and relaxed in my life. And I'm not pushing my energy. I'm not trying to show something that's not real. And that decision and that flash of wisdom, intuitive flash, it has informed everything since then. And when it's not giving me a sense of ease, grace, and spiritual dignity, 
then I walk. And sometimes it's not easy to walk, but I have. You were talking earlier about walking away from people that, like, especially women that had, you know, they were argumentative or putting you down. And it's not really their fault because they didn't change, but you did. And so this 2.0 version of you or 3.0 is like they may have known the person that was drinking alcohol or the person that was into drama or that suffered this pain. That was the person that they befriended. And so now you have reinvented yourself and this is where there's no blame to lay. It's just that this just is. So of course you have to walk away because that girl isn't there anymore. She's, she's gone. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I like that you said no blame because I used to think that you could only detach in anger, but you can actually detach in love and you can love someone from afar without necessarily wanting them in your life. And it's just a, it's a beautiful way to take care of yourself and also wish blessings and peace upon the other person because I can't change anyone. I used to spend a lot of my valuable time and energy trying to change people and I would teach and preach and lecture and it's just exhausting. So now I just accept people for who they are and where they are and not everybody is a vibrational match all the time. You know, people are in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And part of being, uh, my avatar is called an elegant warrior. Part of being an elegant warrior is, is knowing, you know, when to stay and when to walk away from relationships when they no longer serve you. You speak a lot about love and I can just feel it in your voice. And I'm sure that anyone listening can hear it as well. And so one of the things you, you, you've just been skirting around it, it sounds like you really discovered how to love yourself. Is that mm -hmm. accurate or has that always been there? I'm curious. That has not always been there. Um, I used to be a perfectionist and it worked for me. I mean, because of my perfectionism, I was a nationally ranked tennis player. I graduated from honors with Princeton University from Princeton University and it got me to a certain point, but I was so unhappy and I was achieving things, but not feeling comfortable in my own life. And I realized that I had to change my own inner dialogue. And when I started talking to myself with, with compassion is when I started attracting people like my husband, Ben, and like you, who I consider a new friend who also treat me with compassion and kindness. And some of the words that I got rid of to cultivate this practice of talking to myself with compassion are would have, could have, and should have, because those are words that I use to beat myself up. And now instead of striving for perfection, I strive for imperfection and I allow myself the joy of doing it messy and have fun. I know uh, you have an awesome coaching practice where you help people create vision boards. And one of the fun things about creating the vision board is it's messy, right? You're, you're cutting out images, glues everywhere. I know I make them everywhere, glues on my fingernails, glues on the rug. I mean, it's, it's like fun. It's fun 
do it messy. And then the finished product, yes, you clean up the glue and you can laminate it and frame it and all that. But the process of life is messy. And that that is where the fun is. It's it's doing it messy. There's no joy in being a perfectionist. And now I, I feel like joy is the evidence of God and that my definition of success is now joy. So when I'm feeling joy, I am in my purpose. So you've gone from the corporate rock star to diving deep into metaphysics and you've had quite the journey. And so tell us a bit about how that transition happened. Um, did business suits and metaphysical vibes ever clash or was it basically like they were just like partying together? So can you just share a moment from the lessons from that corporate hustle to the metaphysical studies that the way that they collided and you're like, Hey, wow, I've got the best of both worlds. Well, I, I was never in a corporate job. Uh, right, right after college, I started in network marketing and they did combine that ah, okay. uh, they combined metaphysics with business. And they told me to read, uh, the Celestine prophecy. And they told me to read, uh, the Richard Bach book. I think it's called one. Um, and it was all about that and, uh, creating through the law of attraction. So I really never felt that metaphysics and business were separated. Um, I took a long break from network marketing for like 25 years and I got back into it during COVID and uh, I just got back yesterday from a big training and it, it's still the same. It's still a lovely combination of uh, spirituality and business. Um, I think the culture though pulls me away from my spiritual practice, uh, the coaching business podcasting books it's all it can be a lot about a hustle the hustle and grind like you just got to work harder and you know there's some coaches that will tell you to start a business you have to max out your credit cards and join a $50,000 mastermind and get out of your comfort zone and uh, put yourself in a do or die situation in order to succeed and my coaching practice is different. I teach women to create a six-figure side hustle. And I say, don't quit your job. Keep your job so you can pay your bills and have your health insurance and feed your family. And then when you are launching your business, you're doing it out of a, a desire to be in contribution, not desperation. So I don't really believe in the hustle and grind culture. I believe in self-care that when women are in self-care and they are in self-love and in their feminine energy they are going to be magnetic and i actually call my i switched my title from success mentor to the magnetic abundance mentor because wow. i myself has have seen opportunities like being on your podcast that was something that magnetized to me i didn't ask you you asked me and there's so many opportunities coming my way like being on summits and different, you know, newspaper articles about me that are coming to me just through being a magnet of abundance. So I really don't believe in hustle and grind because that burns you out. Yes. And as you explained earlier with attracting your partner, 
your husband as well with business. It's not siloed like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this part of my life this way and this part of my life this way. But I love that you walk your talk. And if you follow Rebecca on social media, you'll see this enchanted life that she gets to live and teach and support others to say, hey, I did it. And so can you. So I'm curious, Rebecca, what's on your vision board? Ooh, I'm getting shivers. I love talking about it. Uh, What's on my vision board is a dream house. I am manifesting a beautiful house in Malibu, California, right on the water. And on my vision board is a beautiful sunset looking out from a balcony. Um, What's on my vision board is a big walk-in closet because I'm a bit of a clothes horse and I want more closet space. So that's on my vision board. Uh, what's on my vision board is uh, healthy food, sushi. I love sushi. And then there's another uh, image of fish and veggies because I try to do the Mediterranean diet. Uh, well, what else is on my vision board? Um, groups of women because I want to have international retreats and empower groups of women. And I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, Yeah, resorts, travel, cuddling, couples cuddling. There's a beautiful picture of a spa. There's a beautiful picture of a bathtub with a view of Los Angeles, like a a uh, floor to ceiling uh, window in front of a beautiful bathtub because I want to make time for self care, and yeah, so that that is what's on my vision board. I'm I'm looking at it in real time. I did I was thinking of it in my memory, and I'm like, wait, it's right here. I can just look at it and tell you what's on it. So yeah, that's that's what's on it. Oh, that's so inspiring. I'm sure anyone listening can just imagine those beautiful pictures. And if you're wondering, well, what should I put on my vision board? Uh, I'm sure Rebecca won't mind if you take some of her ideas. So Rebecca, what's coming up next for you? Uh, You talked about supporting women, creating groups. So uh, can you share what, uh, what you've got going on in this coming year? Yes, I'm so excited. I am launching my Elegant Warrior training program. And in this program, we take all seven pillars of abundance, which are spirituality, fitness, emotions, romance, mental, social, and financial. And each week we do a deep dive. I give you tips, tools, strategies, and assignments to get that level, that area of your life to a level 10. And it's a seven-week training. And it is a great way to start your new year because you'll start the year feeling momentum, feeling like you have a game plan and a strategy for the new year, and just having like clarity on what exactly you need to do to get all seven areas of life to a level 10. So I'm so excited for Elegant Warrior Training and the women who graduate from that class are just going to have so much confidence and grace and abundance. So I cannot wait to see who I manifest as my next group of students. It's always uh, so much fun to see who who is attracted to me through the law of attraction and seeing how they transform. is It's really the light of my life. So I cannot wait. That is so cool. And you uh, told me before we started here that you've also got a special little gift, something yeah. that you want to offer. 
I do. So I met a woman named Janet. I think she's an angel to this day because I never saw her again. She sat down next to me at a 12-step meeting and she said, Rebecca, I'm going to show you how to write in a God journal. And she gave me a few life-changing journal, journal prompts, which I started using every day. And then in my life journey, I've added a few more life-changing journal prompts. And I have been doing this, now I call it my abundance journal, every single day for over 30 years. It has carried me through the tough times in life. It's helped me celebrate the good times in life. It's helped me learn from my wins, learn from other people's wins, like Debbie. It's helped me just turn my negative thinking into positive thinking, turn my scarcity thinking into abundant thinking. It is my number one tool for personal growth and development. And I am going to gift that to your listeners. So that is, that is my gift to you guys. I promise you, if you write in it every day for 10 days in a row, you will have a miracle or a breakthrough of some kind. And I can't wait to see what that is. So generous. Thank you. And how can they get a hold of you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. And you can go to my website, Rebecca Elizabeth Whitman with a Z dot com. You can also find the Balanced, Beautiful and Abundant show, which Debbie totally crushed her interview and find uh, a lot of other great experts like Debbie who help you live that balanced, beautiful and abundant life. Yes. So if you are a fan of this this these episodes and of my podcast you're gonna love Rebecca's so yeah pop on over there and follow her as I said uh check out uh, what she's up to with her website and on LinkedIn or on Instagram and uh, on her link tree there so thank you so much Rebecca uh I appreciate getting a little peek into your life and for you being so vulnerable today and so generous to share your life of manifestation and inspiring uh, me and I'm sure anyone that's listening. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me on your show.